So today is the fourth day of our Dhamma practice retreat together. And we see that this practice of Dhamma is something important in our life. We see the importance of eating, the importance of drinking, the importance of resting. Even more clear than this is the importance of breathing. We see our body simply can't do without the breath. And if we don't breathe, we'll have a problem arise in our body very quickly. And if we don't breathe for long enough, then we'll die. And if we are sick, then we need medicine. So this is related to the physical body. And the mind is the same way. If there's no mindfulness to watch over the mind, then we'll receive a lot of suffering. Suffering from ignorance, craving, and attachment. And the mind will proliferate and think here and there a lot. This gives rise to heat and agitation, a sense of uh, feeling chaotic or unhappy for oneself, one's family, the society and the country that one is in. And so when we live our lives in our family and society, then we try to have the precepts, try to have sila dhamma, the quality of virtue. We see that the Lord Buddha taught to have virtue, to have sila, to have sufficient mindfulness to control our behavior of body and speech, to make our behavior right or correct. And we see that the five precepts is sufficient in order to understand the Dhamma, to see the Dhamma, to realize the Dhamma. In the Buddha's time, many, many people saw the Dhamma and had faith in the Triple Gem, took the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as their refuge. And so, for ourselves as Dhamma practitioners, we see the value in virtue. We see that it gives rise to peace and happiness. We see that it's, it's the mother and father of all Dhammas. It's a place to put our trust. So a practitioner that has the strength and energy, they undertake the five precepts, the eight precepts, the 10 precepts, the 227 precepts, but then this, having undertaken the precepts, then we have to have more effort and more striving to cultivate mindfulness, to watch over the mind and care for the mind. Because we see that even if we have virtue, we still have suffering in the mind. We can still have anger, ill will, the desire to hurt or harm. We can have an agitated or troubled mind. So we know about this. And we see that this is a mind that lacks samadhi, that lacks peace and collectedness. And this is because of the five qualities that cover over the mind and obstruct it from realizing peace, sensual desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and agitation, skeptical doubt. These are five hindrances that the mind has been close to for a very long time. It's been close friends with for a long time already. And these five hindrances, 
have caused the mind to not meet with goodness, to not meet with peace and collectedness. So we have to train and practice to train the mind to meet with new friends, like the in and out breathing or the kamatana bhutto, or contemplating the body as bones, contemplating the body as something unattractive, or contemplating that the body must die the body is impermanent, stressful, and not self. To have mindfulness with the body, in the body. To see all things according to truth, that all things are convention. So we contemplate, we see, or we think that there's male and female. This is in terms of convention. But we think that it really is that way, that there really is male and female. But if the mind is peaceful and collected and still, then we feel that we don't have male or female anymore. We don't have a body anymore. The feeling of being male or female, it's not there when the mind is gathered in samadhi. And when the mind is gathered into one-pointed samadhi, this is the level of a Brahma deity. So in the text we read that the Brahma gods or Brahma deities, they have no sex, no gender, no male or female. So we wonder what a Brahma is like. It's the mind in samadhi. These five jhanic factors of applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness. The mind that's still gathered in samadhi this is a mind that's separate from the body. This is a Brahma deity. This is a, this is a mind that has the strength and power of samadhi to pass over the agitation and chaos in the mind. Sufficient samadhi to contemplate, to see clearly. To contemplate the body, to see it as something not beautiful, then to feel disenchanted with it giving rise to rapture and fullness in the heart. Because we see that the truth of the body is something that we don't yet see. We've been deluded and lost for a long time already. We just see the outside of the body, see the skin, and we think that it's beautiful. But if we take some hair and put it into our favorite curry, then we already feel that that food is dirty, it's unclean. We put some hair into a clean glass of water, we feel that the water is dirty. And if we don't clean these bodies, then we feel that we can't live like that. And if we don't brush our teeth, then we know well that the bacteria do their jobs, they uh, take over. And the same with clothing. If we don't wash our clothing, then it becomes a home of bacteria. It's something unattractive, not beautiful. When we clean the clothes, we think that the clothes are attractive. And we can put them in a drawer or cabinet for seven days. And after that seven days, we can put them on and they're still clean. But if we put a clean robe or clean piece of clothing on our body, and two or three days later, then we feel that it's dirty already. 
So therefore we see that these bodies are full of unclean things and they leak out through the skin or this uncleanliness leaks out through the body. When we see this clearly, the mind is joyful and radiant. When we see the body as something beautiful, then the mind likes it and wants it. And this liking and wanting, it's a state that's not peaceful. It's the cause for disliking to arise as well, the cause for clinging, the cause for a sense of self, of me and mine, you and yours, to arise. And then when the body changes, then we don't like that, then we suffer. So we practice to have mindfulness, to contemplate the body, to see it as something not beautiful. And when we see this, then rapture and happiness arise in the mind. It's a great miracle. Before we've listened to the teachings of the great teachers, like Venerable Ajahn Chah, Venerable Ajahn Chah would teach that these bodies here sitting together, for instance, 60 monks sitting together in the hall, if every monk were to take off their skin, then it'd be all red all over the place. There'd be blood, lymph, and pus uh, leaking all over the ground. And one would look at oneself and one would feel that one can't handle it and just be all red everywhere. And all male and female bodies would be the same like this. In no long time, then there'd be the smell of blood and lymph and one would feel that one can't handle that. One wouldn't be able to stand the smell of it. So we contemplate to see this, and then the mind becomes still and peaceful in samadhi. But we have to be careful as well here, because if we see it as something ugly or fearful, then this isn't correct. This is inclining the mind and contemplating incorrectly. We have to understand according to truth then the mind becomes peaceful. There's rapture, happiness, and fullness. The mind is pure and bright, feels full in the heart, and samadhi is stable. This is upajara samadhi, or neighborhood samadhi. And if the energy is sufficient to bring the mind to one point, then we see clearly that it's not beautiful. And we can do this with any of the 10 asubha contemplations they're contemplating the not beautiful aspect of the body. And if we contemplate the not beautiful aspect of the body more deeply, we see it's like a bag. It's a bag filled with blood, lymph, uh, pus, and bones. And the bones can dissolve to liquid. Or it's a bag filled with various organs, or a bag of feces and urine. We see that it's of the nature to degrade and disintegrate. So we see it like this, and we see that it's something filthy, unclean, unappealing. So contemplate like this, to see it according to truth, that it's not beautiful, that the mind has been lost in this for a very long time, lost in this misperception of beauty, not seeing according to truth. Because we have this misperception that it's attractive, beautiful, but in truth there is no beauty to it. So may you contemplate like this all the time. We can look at the story of Venerable Yasa from the time of the Buddha. He saw clearly the body is not beautiful. 
and he had built parmi in the past of taking care of corpses and burning those corpses. And he had the clear image arise in his mind from doing that work. We call it the asubha nimitta, the clear image of non-beauty. And then later in his life as Venerable Yasa, he saw his retinue as not beautiful. He felt a great weariness in his mind because before he thought of them as beautiful. He felt very troubled in his heart. So he went out of his home and he met with the Buddha. And the Buddha said, here is untroubled, here is at ease. And the Buddha taught him about generosity, virtue and meditation, the benefits of generosity, the benefits of virtue, the benefits of renunciation, how to train his mind to be peaceful, and taught him the Four Noble Truths of suffering, the cause of suffering, the cessation of suffering, and the path to that cessation. And Venerable Yasa realized stream entry on that occasion. So therefore we practice to see the body is not beautiful, to contemplate like this. And some people contemplate to see the body as a heap of natural elements, or in terms of these five parts of hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. It's just a heap of natural elements. And if we really like the body and really see it as attractive, we just contemplate these four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. The kilesas, the defilements, won't accept this. Therefore, we have to contemplate the body as something not beautiful. Then this is able to give rise to samadhi. We can see the body as a pile of earth, air, fire, and water. And when the samadhi is more stable, we can see it degrade and pass away, to see it as not self, to see that physical form is empty, or form is emptiness, and emptiness is form, that everything is empty. That to see rupa, physical form, as something real, or self, that this is wrong, it's just a convention. When it gathers together, we think that it's a self, but when we separate it out, we see that there's no self there. There's no me, mine, you or yours to be found. This is the beginning of seeing clearly. So we have to train the mind, because the mind has been lost for a long time already. So we have to practice, and this takes time. Then we start to see emptiness. And when it's like this, then clarity arises more and more. Because we see that all things are just conventions. All things are empty. When we see this clearly, this experience arises in the mind, and there can be rapture for three days and three nights continually. This is possible. Before we might have just felt a little bit of rapture, and even that was hard to come by. But when our spiritual virtues, our parami, are ready and complete, then we can have this experience of fullness of heart. Then we see again more clearly, even deeper than before, see the body degrade and pass away, 
and there's just emptiness left. It's the same as if the mind goes to another world, something that we've heard of before, the state of Lokutara, being beyond the world, above cause, beyond effect, above happiness, beyond sorrow. This is the land of Nibbana, and this is something that really exists, and we see this clearly. Before we might have had belief or faith, but then when the fruits of practice arise like this, then we see for ourselves it's no longer just belief. Then seeing this clearly for ourselves, our effort in Dhamma practice is even stronger. We've seen more deeply. We sit and walk meditation, and we're not bored or tired of this practice. So we have this kind of strength and energy like this. The mind is peaceful, gathered in samadhi. And we can contemplate the body to see clearly again. And we do this every single day. We have this confidence in the path of Dhamma, confidence in ourselves. Before we needed the great teacher to care for us, just like a child needs their mother and father to care for them. But when the child has finished their studies, then they can go off and uh, get work on their own. Just like we have, at this point, sufficient mindfulness and wisdom to care for our own mind. And then there's samadhi to a higher degree. This is able to give rise to wisdom. To see that beings, it's really just the four elements there, just these natural elements gathered together. Practicing like this, we can abandon the kilesas every single day to bring the mind to emptiness more and more. There's equanimity with this as well, upeka, not liking, not disliking, through wisdom. This isn't the equanimity of samadhi that we might have experienced before. This is having samadhi and contemplating and seeing the truth, seeing emptiness. When the parami, the spiritual virtues are ready in this way, the path of virtue, collectedness and wisdom can gather together in the mind. One understands and sees clearly, one sees the Dhamma. One sees deeply to the point where there's no doubts left. So may you have effort in this. May you practice in this way in order to know for yourselves And then when this happens, you can think back to the day when faith in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha arose. So may you have effort in your Dhamma practice. May you strive in order to give rise to the fruits of practice. And it's not that they arise in a single day or a single year. It's something that takes time. It's up to our accumulated spiritual virtues. But if you walk this way, if you walk this path, then in the end you must understand and see the Dhamma, see Nibbana. And when your parami is ready and full, you can attain to the Dhamma. So may you set your hearts on this practice, all of you here. Even if you don't experience the fruits like this or you haven't yet experienced them, you can start to understand gradually and one day you'll see clearly. So may you all grow in Dhamma and grow in blessings.